0: that's like a big piece of it is that we feel so ashamed and then we don't talk about it and so we're Mm. all like isolated in our houses Mm. you know furious and, and ashamed.
1: Welcome to Women Are Mad where we invite women to bring their anger into everyday conversation. We're all feeling it so let's get together to work out what to do with it. I'm Selima Saxton. I'm an actress
2: and writer. I'm Jennifer Cox and I'm a psychotherapist. By talking about women's anger freely, we hope will inspire you to do the same. Can I let you know what's made me angry this week? Please. Uh, so being, you know how I don't like the being left on red idea, the, the non-responses, the sort of waiting. Yes, yes. Being left on we, we all dark. know this about you, yeah. 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 Really, really don't approve of that um it's i think i was thinking about you know what what it invokes and i don't think it's anger i think it's it's it definitely like um bangs on the door of impatience Mm. yeah okay so maybe it is it it kind of talks to the anger a little bit but there's something just so um I think it's offended about it because- Why? It, It's so rude. It's just rude. But sometimes people have to do other things. But they need to reply to the people who have <laughs> asked them what they're doing first. Sometimes I feel like you'd be better suited to be
1: a really elegant 18th century lady wafting around with your quill- <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think that might just be better. What would better I be doing with my quill?
1: <laughs> writing furious letters <laughs> to people.
2: But at least you wouldn't be annoyed by this 21st century speed, yeah, the speed. The speed. Mm. So that I think that's the thing. It's the contrast between on the one hand it all happens at lightning rates mm. and you know you you snooze you lose. But on the other there seem to be a kind of Have you got that written on a T-shirt. <laughs> Already got it. Yeah. Already got it, mate. Mm. On the other hand, um, it's it feels like people just take their sweet time, and uh, and it feels offensive because hang on, but we're hang on, we're doing this at speed. So if you don't do it at speed, it feels mm. pointed.
1: But I think you're underestimating how much pressure everybody's in it with all these ping, ping, pings. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important not to take too much of it too personally.
2: Because I, I have people, noted my pings.
1: Yeah. Because also, people, I think a lot of people can't cope with it, more, more of us than you think. So I manically reply because the whole thing stresses me out so much. But it might be healthier for me not to reply until the next day. Yeah, but I approve of your... I know, you playing. do. I know, I know. <laughs> Again, see 18th century quill. <laughs> I'll
2: join you. I love this because as a therapist, of course I should be promoting the slow life and yes, the know. quill, the yeah. life of the quill. Yeah. Ah, but this is the, you know, this is the human behind the profession. Couch. Um, uh our guest today is a writer and savior of sanity for mothers everywhere. Her book, Mom Rage, has just hit the shelves and we're going wild for it. Please welcome Minna Dubin.
1: <laughs> Hi Minna, it's great for you to be here. Thank you for coming. Thank you. I thank say coming, I mean, you're in your, you're in your house. I forget yes, where we're on the You came but, online.
0: Thanks yeah, yeah. <laughs> for having me in my bedroom. I'm so happy to talk to you. Your boudoir. Oh,
2: yeah,
1: brilliant.
0: Shall we launch straight in?
2: Let's, Let's please. So, Mina, what makes you angry?
0: Oh, so many things make me angry. I think anger is like my easy, it's like my first emotion to hit in life. Um, <laughs> nice. Uh, you know, I think there's a lot of news that makes me angry. I'm, you know, I'm in America, so I'm constantly hearing about um The people who are trying to pass legislation to take away bodily autonomy from uh females and trans people Mm -hmm. uh donald trump is currently trying to run for president again so uh his his lying stealing misogynistic smug face makes me really mad understandable
2: yeah what do you do with that particular kind of madness the trump um focused anger
0: I mean, I feel like I, this book is like my way to like be an activist. Uh, otherwise I just, you know, rant and talk to my friends and try and look at something else. I, mostly I try and just not look at it because I can't, I can't stand mm. it. Like I really can't stand looking at him and mm. hearing anything he has to say. So I try it's and look quite, at other media.
1: Yeah. I can, I can understand that. It's quite extraordinary that there is somebody within the political scene who has become such a, uh, well, we we would call it a spitting image puppet in this country, but mm. a, but in a kind of, well, he's a muppet, I suppose, in your country, like a total caricature. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yes. So,
2: totally.
1: in terms of top three, so that's your macro angry, and then uh-huh. let give me give us another couple in different different sure. elements of your life.
0: Yeah, you want like an inside the home angry go for it.
1: I'm happy to hear any kind of angry.
0: Sure. Mm. Um, I think like the you know, you have like dynamics in your home. I think that the dynamic with my kids that makes me um, the most angry <laughs> is when um, my, my son is doing something to my daughter without asking. My son is older. He's 10 and my daughter is six. You know, he's, you know, he'll hug her without asking or like just, you know, he's being sweet, like, or sometimes he's not being sweet, you know, and he'll push her <laughs> or whatever, but like he'll do something physical to her without without asking, and then she'll respond in like a whiny stop ah, kind of voice. I know that voice. And, and, and like <laughs> the, the two things are each a trigger, like him doing something non-consensual to her and her not using like a big, strong, clear please stop doing that. I don't like it. You know, I want her to like use her big girl voice and like yeah. tell him yeah. and I want him to ask before he does something to her. And so when the two of them get into that dynamic, that is like the dynamic where I'm like,
2: oh. it's like society <laughs> in a kind of microcosm. Yes, it's perfect. Exactly. It's perfectly, exactly. perfectly put. What do you so do com- about it? How do you talk yeah. to them about it?
0: I mean, I just say the same thing over and over again and hope that it gets in. And sometimes there's consequences for it. Like, you you know, I make them practice. I'm like, I want you to ask. I want you to ask her first. Go ahead. Try ask. You know, I'll make them, I'll make them play it out the way I want it to be. And they'll practice it. And sometimes we have like, everyone's, you know, as a parent, I think you're always like trying out different things. So like, Mm -hmm. sometimes we'll enact a whole like rewards when you do it right. And sometimes we'll be like, punishments when you do it wrong. But
1: that, that that's what I get really wrong in parenting is maintaining that status quo but I am definitely the mum who, who goes from like this end to this end and they're like but last time you said this and I'm like oh no but this is my new way of doing things you know I'm all I always mean to do it kind of earnestly yeah. but you know I'm not I'm not always very good at keeping the same the consistency consistency and mm-hmm. I go wrong that's where I go wrong mm-hmm. so you yeah, wish I me mean- brilliant book, haven't you? Mum Rage. And I would yes, love to know you. a little a little bit more about you your, and wh- where you've come to in writing this brilliant book.
0: You mean h- how I came to write it in the first place?
1: Yes. Yes. Like, what's your story?
0: Well, I've been a writer forever, um, yeah. but mostly was writing um, essays and articles and lists. Um, and this, this essay, I wrote this, the book came from an essay that was published yeah. in the New York times in 2019. And then it was republished in 2020, like a month after the pandemic hit. Ooh. And it went and pretty viral. It didn't went, it. It, it went yeah. viral. It's called the rage mothers don't talk about. Yeah. And when I wrote that essay, I had no concept really that, uh, my rage was anything but a personal problem. And then I got such a humongous response from mothers from, you know, from across America, but also from around the world. Like moms were writing me from New Zealand and Ireland and South Africa and like the UK everywhere, um, basically saying, I also do this. I thought I was the worst. I'm so grateful that you wrote this. Mm -hmm. And so I started to realize from the responses from moms that that it wasn't just me and that like if we were all feeling it it probably wasn't just us like right it was <laughs> unlikely yeah. that that hundreds of mothers had i mean a possible but unlikely that we all had an anger problem Yeah,
2: probably unlikely. (laughs) Well, it's the the great
1: shame, isn't it?
0: Right, right. And I I, I think that that's like a big piece of it is that we feel so ashamed and then we don't talk about it. And so we're Mm. all like isolated in our houses, Mm. you know, furious and and ashamed. And so no one's talking about this thing that's happening. And so I think what happened with that article is that I broke free some of that shame that Mm. mothers experience. And so people started talking about it. And mom rage really became like, a global talking point in this way that was very exciting and it made space for for there to be this book.
1: Well this is very much why we started this po- podcast because people shy away from anger, women, women mm-hmm. and and mothers. All those yeah. all those things together mm. make people kind of shrink, don't they? Or mm. secretly drink gin and tonics or whatever, you know, but not yes. not say it out loud.
2: Yeah. I'd what, love to Sorry, you. can I just ask, do you, what sort of solutions were people coming up with for their anger in the home? You know, before you'd, before you'd managed to bring them together and make this feel like a proper phenomenon, which it clearly is. But before that time, what were they doing? How were they sort of self-soothing or self-medicating or what were they doing?
0: I mean, Mm. Yes, yes. I think that I think that a lot of people w- um, were just self medicating with um, with substances. I think, pe- I th- and I think people still do. I think that that's a big one. And I think in the pandemic, it was even more extreme because really we were bad. all just like so yeah. stuck in our houses, and there was no way to escape. Yeah. And so we were just like, I think mothers were dissociating by either drinking mm. or using drugs or just going right into a screen, like anything that would kind mm. of take you away from what was happening. Um, I think that was like the main form of dealing with it. And, you know, I, I think still people try and like come up with these like Internet solutions, like breathing through one nostril and out the other, you know, this kind or like taking a bubble bath. Like, you can
2: see the rage in my face <laughs> yeah. as you're as you're offering these that I, yeah. I, I it's it's bullshit. <laughs> But but yeah. also, I think the thing that you've
1: done so brilliantly in your book is, is just to say it out loud. You know, This is why I also hugely value, and I wonder what your opinion is on this, about who is in my life, which women are in my life, because I've come to a point where I only have women in my life who I can say all of this to unfiltered, and they won't judge me as a mother. Mm. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, it has, and, and I definitely did not have that. When when I started experiencing mom rage, I was so alone in it. Me too. And now, and, and even mm. among my friends, like I think that my work on mom rage has helped my friendships grow because now yeah. I mm-hmm. definitely have friends who we write each other these texts. And I will say that when I get a text from from someone else, from one of my friends, that's like, you know, just they are at their wit's end and they you know, they don't hate being a mother, but they're having a moment where they hate right. being a mother or right. they, or they, they, don't hate their kids, but they're having, Fair a moment. Enough. Yes, mm. it, feels, it feels like medicine to me to get those texts, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and then I can like give them compassion. And when I practice giving them compassion for mom rage, I think it helps me give me compassion, you know, and then I also feel more free to send them my shame text, right. you know, a week I- later. And also it's
1: humour, isn't it? I think there's such, when Jen and I were sharing texts today actually about something that one of my children had been getting up to, Um, but by by the end of it, I could see the funny side of it all, you know, Mm. I was making jokes about it all and
2: I wasn't just kind of going oh my god oh my god what am I doing wrong oh my god you, because the processing be- is happening then You're, you can literally kind of feel your brain right. come to a different position with it sit outside of that like initial horror and sort of do something yeah. more constructive with it.
0: Totally. I think you I've totally hit the nail on the head with the humor, like with your friend that you're able to like laugh about how ridiculous it is. Right. You know? Because it is often al- so
2: absurd, isn't it?
0: Yes. And when you're alone, you just don't You just don't go to that place. Like you need other people to like brainstorm almost about it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And also for your, for your, the women that you trust in your life or whoever, whoever it is in your life that you trust to go, Oh my God, you remember when they did that last week? Or I remember when I was a kid, I did this, or then there's a kind of humor in like these little brains that are developing. And of course, then they're going to be full of flaws and full of interesting, creative ideas at how to navigate their little lives. Right. And some of it's quite funny.
0: Yeah. yes it is it is it funny is. and also just to get validation like right. you need some validation that like that was super annoying and like you did the best you could yeah and it's you fine
1: and, yeah exactly and yeah and, and of course you got mad that's okay mm. i'd, I'd right. love to know when you last got angry with someone properly or something like what um, at that point? Are you good at getting angry?
0: Oh, am I good at getting angry? Yeah, yeah that's a book on Mom age I'm really good at yeah. getting angry. <laughs> oh Were well, you, yeah, before
2: I mean, you wrote the book,
0: can I just say, right. like, did, it, did it sort of teach
2: you how to be good at anger?
0: No, it taught me to not hate myself as much. Nice. About my anger. Okay. I don't think it taught me to get. So, anger
2: has yeah, always it's- been easy for you. Expressing it has always been easy.
0: Yes. Like I tell a story when I was like in my twenties or something, there were three, me and a couple of my friends. One was was from Vermont and one was from Jersey, which maybe doesn't mean anything to you guys, but I'm from Philadelphia, which is a, a town that's known for like it's angry sports fans. And like, it's a joke <laughs> that people from Philly are angry. And like my friend went to the store and she went to get ice cream and they didn't have the ice cream flavor that she wanted. And the friend from Vermont, which is like a very like sweet kind of town or state, you know, was like, "Oh, that's a bummer." And my response was, "That's fucking bullshit." <laughs> <laughs> so oh, I that's think great. like great. Oh, so I've, always been, good at this. I've yeah. always been, that's always been sort of a go-to for me. But I would so to answer your question, <laughs> one of the like an and a regular irritation in my in my home, I think is around uh my husband not cooking vegetables in for dinner. So how do you mean what he just he just pretends they don't exist or yeah like he's perfectly fine to not really eat vegetables and since my kids don't eat that many vegetables like if he makes them he's really making them for me Mm -hmm. so like you know I make dinner a few nights a week he makes dinner a few nights a week and when I go in the kitchen I'm like "Mm, what's for dinner it's your night yay you know I think that in my head and he's like oh I'm making like Fried chicken and potatoes. And I'm ah! like, great. So is Where are there the beans? A vegetable? And he'll mm. look at me and he'll like, you know, dinner's in five mm-hmm. minutes. He'll look at me and he'll be like, well, what do you want? Oh, oh and I'm like, you know there's only two vegetables in the fridge why does it have to be on my mental plate to pick one you are making dinner tonight i just want to sit down and be like here's dinner i didn't make yeah. he doesn't feel the same need to do every item mm-hmm. that i feel the need to do so
1: let me bring you back to when you last got properly angry with somebody is there a, is there a, an incident that stands out for you um, what? Are you
0: pretty zen these days having written it all down. No, I would never <laughs> ever ever describe myself as zen. I mean, <laughs> I think I, I mean I think I got frustrated. I got angry with my husband for not being able to to just like hold me and give me empathy when I felt really s- upset about something. Mm. And and part of it was that he was just like I need you not to fall apart right now. And I was just like, I want to be able to fall apart, mm. you know, and he like, he just, yeah, he has, he gets triggered when I get really, really upset. I think something. they get frightened.
2: I think it they, really scares them.
0: Yeah, it really mm. scares him when I get really upset. And, and and for me, it doesn't scare me. I think that my emotional spectrum is just bigger than his. So like, That's a good I will way go to a, put it. a yeah. place that to him feels like, a very what? dark place and i'm like it, when i when i'm not in that place i'm like of course i was fine like of course i'm going to be fine but i think he gets scared and all i all i want is a hug and for him to like pat my back and be like it's gonna be fine like i just want him to mother me yeah yeah Mm.
2: Yeah, Yeah. the containing Mm. the containing feeling yeah i think yeah i think that's really true actually because in a way it sounds as if your tolerance for large feeling is much greater and you know that i just need to be able to do this and i will be fine but you've got to let me do this
0: but that's too that's very sort of confronting for him but he wants me to take care of him first and say and front load it and be like i'm fine I'm gonna be fine, Mm -hmm. but I feel like I'm drowning right now. Blah blah blah. You know what I mean? I mean, that's another job, isn't it? Like talking of all (laughs)
2: these extra jobs, it's just another little one slipped in before you get what you need. You need to give what he needs.
0: Right. I I I do often care of him so he can take care of me.
1: Yeah, but I do often wonder with mums. This is it, isn't it? We kind of like. We have to give instructions to members of our family in order to be taken care of, and that's great. Listen, that's that's great. I'm so happy that my kids will do these things. My husband will do these things, but
2: it still has to come from my brain to to make it happen. Yeah, right. it has to come yeah. out of your brain with your yeah. words or yeah. your text or whatever it is. Yeah, yes.
0: yeah. I'm still yes. in control. And, of and you know, and and even in this moment as we're talking about this, I also do want to take care of him. I want to be like, I don't want to paint him badly and and also the idea that like if you have a you know quote-unquote good man like a dinner cooking man or a man who's really engaged with the kids as a good father that you that you shouldn't be that you shouldn't complain because you got one of the good ones right
2: oh yeah Uh, yeah yeah
0: Yeah. and there
2: are lots who aren't that
1: because i'm told this by my by my mom yeah exactly that what who why would I complain? Because you've got to love this lovely guy,
0: right? Because the, the fathers of this generation, at least the quote unquote good ones, mm-hmm. do so much more labor actually in the home right. than their fathers uh-huh. right. did. Yeah. But they're still not doing. They're statistically they still do about half of what mothers do.
2: This is yeah, it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. But the but this kind of uh gagging from the generation above us saying, shush, be grateful right. is, I think, another thing impacting our anger levels, actually.
1: And also, yeah. I don't know about you guys, but it's so, I, I'm so brainwashed into thinking that I must be considerate as to other people when I'm expressing myself. And I have to really work on just going, no, actually, actually, I really don't like that. I mean, listen. It it's probably quite a British thing as well, compared to you. Americans are much better at this than us, I think. If I'm allowed to generalize, <laughs> your
2: shocked face, Minna. <laughs> like,
1: sorry, I, I don't think I understand. Can you say it again? Oh, sorry. Oh. Just don't <laughs> so, even understand. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just great. It says it all. Yeah, <laughs> I think in Britain we yeah. tend to lead a bit more with apologies oh, wow. um, for how we feel. So if I'm if I'm going quite far down your emotional spectrum. I will bracket it with um, apologies for you having to witness this emotion coming (laughs) out of me. It's a very, maybe it's a very British thing. I don't don't think you do that in the States.
0: I think, I mean, I think that women in the States, I think we learn to just apologize all the time for everything. Right, you do. Yeah, we're constantly saying, sorry. I have to, I am learning from other women that I email, like in writing this book, there's so many business emails going on that instead of saying, sorry, I took so long to get back, to you Mm -hmm. to say thank you for your patience instead of
2: sorry that is very good that is great yeah I did have a kind of hysterical moment in a boots which is a pharmacy um in the UK the other day where I was where like two women were in the same aisle as me they were friends and they were sort of chatting and I needed to get past them to the toothpaste and uh we just went into this like volley of sorry 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 oh sorry oh sorry (laughs) and uh, and it was hilarious we did have a gigantic laugh about it but also noticed it really noticed it and i did think oh this is quite nice actually that we're noticing it and that we're all saying it because i don't know them and they don't know me but maybe there is a sort of vibe coming through now of this is ridiculous
1: it's back to the taking up space thing before you came on we were talking about man spreading have you heard about that in the states Yes. Yeah. And, you know, I think so often I, well, I'm learning now in my forties to uh, woman spread myself and to take up the space and not immediately go into sorry and shrinkage. Um, yeah.
2: Own okay. it. I think yeah. that's when, linked. Claim it.
0: Yeah. When you were saying, that you and all the women were going, sorry, 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 sorry. I was thinking that like, it's about taking up space. Like we're yeah. constantly taught, don't take up space. And when we yeah. do to be like, to not be too yeah. loud about it. Mm-hmm. Really and this was
2: around other women. We're not even saying sorry to men. It's just so indoctrinated. Yeah. Um, um, I've got another question. Mina, when has anger driven you to do something incredible?
0: I mean, this almost feels like a cop out, but I feel like my best answer really is this book like yeah why not this book is from me being angry like that's what it stems from fabulous yes and and, you know like there's all sorts of different ways that people can be activists and to to me like writing is my way to speak truth to power and to be activist and so to me like and 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 just the fact that like a book about me talking about society and the way that it neglects mothers and how that turns into rage like and how i'm talking about like that the nuclear family is a setup for fury like i i feel like there are ways that i'm really talking about things that are are quite radical and it's being published by a mainstream publisher yeah. is it, to me that's remarkable like I can't it can't is, is. happening and it yeah. all yeah. came from being angry yeah.
1: I mean yeah. we we both wholly applaud you because it's such an important book.
0: Yeah.
2: And it's very inspiring also that yeah, that it's it really is. that it's led to something so constructive. Thank and you. And helpful yeah, to many others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, before you go, we'd like
1: yeah. to do this thing where we invite people into our virtual rage room. So okay. I'm gonna I'm going give you a list and I want you, I wanna ask you what do you need to see in there basically to swing your as you're an American your baseball bat as.
0: I, bat. I have actually been in a, a rage room, so I'm ready. You have? Oh yes. come on.
1: What what was the rage room? Tell me, I'm interested.
0: It was this room. It was like a concrete room, and there were tons of wine bottles and uh, like electronics. Mm. And I had yeah. there were all sorts of different uh, tools, like uh, a pit, like a pickaxe, and a and a bat, and a sledgehammer. And I I went crazy on a vacuum cleaner oh good worse. choice yes. Good choice. <laughs> yeah I can it. I just I ask the emblem
2: how did you feel when you came out of the rage room
0: I felt spent I felt spent like exhausted it was it was physical work it's a beautiful did, you, did you pay tomorrow. to do this I didn't actually I had a friend who was who was working in the rage room and so uh she let me come for free and throw bottles at the wall when were where
2: were your emotions at the end of it? Like, what
0: did you feel sort of peaceful? Did you feel fresh? Um, I felt peaceful and psyched. Like I was really psyched. Psyched. nice. But I was mm. excited that I had gotten to do it. um mm. and you know, I feel like I need to do it again because it felt so silly almost like I felt I was alone. I felt a little bit ridiculous. I'll come. I'll come next time. I'm there. Please. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I need other, other people and we need to have things that we're going to yell. Yes.
1: Oh, for sure. (laughs) I'm coming. Yeah.
0: Yes. I'm I'm totally
1: there. So the current news item that's making you seethe
0: Oh, I mean every single man that is like being every celebrity man that ha- is up for you know a rape trial or being inappropriate currently, Russell Brand. Yeah, aspect of modern life that makes you fume that school ends three hours before the workday ends, and that all mm-hmm. then that that labor falls on mothers to either do the work of childcare or to set up childcare that someone else will do, which is mm-hmm. another job to set it up. Right, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Three, the behavior of others that most gets on your wick. Do you know what gets on your wick means? American I have. I
0: can, I can, <laughs> yeah. I've never heard that, but I know what okay. it means. I think there's two. One is when people call me Mrs. and my husband's name. And also just people not being real, like people being kind of fake. I'm like, just tell me you hate me. I'd rather that than like. Yeah, you me fake too. Me too. But you can always tell. Yeah, totally. Mm.
1: <laughs> Listen, Mina, thank you so much for coming on. We really love talking to thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And we thank both you enjoy your book is brilliant. So I'm wishing you thank
0: you for your best with it. Mm. Uh thank you for mm. having me. This was so fun. I love talking anger with you both. So what I thought was really um
2: really interesting couple Mm -hmm. of things from here this um Mm -hmm. one is this idea of a sort of wider emotional spectrum because i do hear women talk about this a lot in terms of kind of um antagonism with partners whereby it feels like men do get quite freaked out by frequently anyway by um uh displays of more over emotion you know whether that's sadness tears or rage go also
1: on. I would I would bring into that not you know not just men I think there are many people actually who can't encompass some some people just have different emotional spectrum narrower spectrum narrow spectrum yeah I know mine for example is pretty wide yeah you know, and I and like Mina was saying sometimes I just need a hug or someone to go it's all right. Yeah, you know, and and not you, solve
2: you, your fear. And not solve
1: it. Mm. And you've taught me that actually. You yeah. know, Because my tendency, even with my kids, still is to try and solve it, and then I have to remind myself just to hear it. Yeah. Uh, and and ask about it. Do you remember you always say to me, ask them.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Hear it. Yeah. And you don't have to kind of wrap it all up in a neat. Well, them. yeah. Because what I feel is that the more you ask, like it's almost like ask more than. It feels like it makes sense to ask. Just keep asking, keep asking. Right. Almost like That's a good some idea. Until they get kind of bored, they're like, "Oh, mum, just piss off, just yes. leave me now." Yes. But then it's like good, you know, the, the spent idea. I think is really yes. good here when she okay. was talking about the rage room and like mm-hmm. getting something out so that actually you feel like. There's nothing left. It's it's come out because I think mm. it is possible to kind of clear emotions and, yeah, and we I should so. be able to, you know, we should be feel fine to do that. Yeah, and also we shouldn't be scared of displaying
1: that in a really messy, snot-ridden kind of way, if needed. You Precisely. know, that's, that's and, okay. And
2: nor should not- we feel scared by somebody else doing the snotty, you know, yes. outburst at us. Like it doesn't need to feel personal.
1: And also it's something that you've reminded me of frequently in our friend, just as friends, you know, just that things will pass. That it's hot, it's okay to have that feeling. Yeah, but you won't always have that feeling. You no. know, that's why it's good to have people around you that have known you for years because yes. they can even go. Remember, you felt that in that time, and then and you don't anymore. That. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And I think teens would struggle with this actually because they yeah, really. they don't have. They, because they their brains are so undeveloped, they don't mm. have that capacity to sort of sit outside of themselves and go, "Oh, remember when?" and this is like right. that time. So it's like, of course, their whole world feels like their whole world, and mm. and this feeling feels so concrete and massive. And as they grow and and their brains, you know, develop, mm. they'll understand oh, yeah, it is it is just a feeling.
1: Yes. You know,
2: and feelings do move and and shift. And it's not true.
1: It's not your reality forevermore. Yeah. It's yeah. true in that moment. It's and, then moment of time. and then it yeah. won't be
2: true. And then it won't be true. And I think that's gone. the thing about being able to let somebody have their full feeling, you know, yeah. the, the spectrum of their feeling, because whatever that is for them, um, what they need is the space to, yeah,
1: go on. Well, that you know, when I was talking about how um, important it is to surround yourself with people yeah. who can hold you as well. And, and I think about that with being a younger mum and now my kids are a bit older. Mm. It's so vital to have people around you where you can show your true messy self.
2: But um, the other thing is that I wanted to say about the mom rage. Yes, I was
1: going to ask you.
2: Mm because i think it's um it's obviously situated within this wider idea of women's anger that we've been really concerned with and i think it would be you know i'd be really interested to see to think about the aspects of where they intersect and where there is something that is just very, very specific to being a mom, especially moms at certain times in life, in children's Mm. lives. Because I think what I've seen in clinic is that women definitely go through periods of being more overtly enraged. And I do think those years, very young, having very young infants does something to us, you know. But also, do you you remember me talking earlier about how
1: I felt allegedly fine when they were tiny. I think maybe because I was so engrossed in the physicality of it, I had three relatively close together. But Mm -hmm. as they've got older, I'm more able to harness, express, be in tune with anger. Maybe I didn't feel it earlier. Well, although you were numb.
2: Yeah, and exhausted, just really tired. And and exhausted. Really close together. But I think the the fury of now is... A, an am- amalgam of those years as well i don't think ah, it's that years didn't have an impact i think it's that you yep. just survived those years yes how you've got so. the space to sort of talk about it right. and do as i keep banging on the processing of it thank you for listening and sharing in our agga tune in next time and
1: remember you're not mad to feel mad